Where's Shay, John? Where's Shay? Where is we, Shay? We talked about it. We, we talked, talked about, about this, dog. Shay should be in the All-Star game this year over Steph Curry. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy Trent, what's going on? My dog, my boy T in the building. For sure, for sure. Yo, listen, man, just got out of work. Straight straight to what I want to do. You feel me? Straight to having fun and not getting yelled at by bosses that get paid minimum, <laughs> minimum wage. You feel me? Anyways, though. I'm happy it's going to be a good episode, man. We missed two weeks, so it's going to be a jam-packed for sure. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, make sure you get some food. Make sure you get a drink and just put your AirPods in. You either take a walk or do whatever you got to do because um, just listen to what me and John have to talk about in today's episode, man. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. Uh, like, how, like how my boy T said, off of work and straight to work, man. So we're going to be getting straight to work. Um, and yeah, if you, you know, if you listen on the podcast, man, we're really happy to have you, you know, just plug them headphones in, just chill out. You know what I'm saying? If you're on YouTube, you see the visuals, man. You know, that's a whole different, whole different scenery, man. But um, that's neither here or there. Um, like how T said, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, uh, join the, join the family uh, as we growing, growing a lot bigger, bigger by the day. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into it, man. Jam-packed episode. We're going to kick it off with um, the segment we always kick it off with, you know, news, updates, and injuries. Uh, and I think we got to start with a huge update. Um, yeah, just yesterday, they dropped the All-Star starters. Oh, by the way, today is Friday, January uh, 27th, for anyone out there trying to timestamp us. But just yesterday, on the 26th, they dropped the All-Star starters. Uh, so my boy T, I just want to run off, you know, just get your get your, your opinion on some of this. Um you know, I, I want you to look back to your your original team that you had uh, predicted and, you know, see who you missed, who you got. But I'll go ahead and run off the West um, for the West starting lineup. The official starting lineup is Stephen Curry at the one, Luka at the two, LeBron at the three, Zion and then Jokic. So talk to me about the West first, then we'll go ahead and get to these after. Um, To be honest with you. I have bad memory of what I chose, but I honestly think I literally chose the same lineup right here for the West. I think the West one was a little bit uh, simple. The only one that you can really question, LeBron obviously is going to be there playing his mind out right now. Like, I feel like LeBron could play like this until he's 60. That's how excellent <laughs> this dude is. And um, Jokic, MVP candidate. Um, Luka, we already know what Luka's doing, so well-deserved. Now, Steph Curry's the only one that you could probably be like, Really? But I told you that, John, that he was going to make it just because of his name. And that's just how the all-star voting works. And, you know, even when he, he wasn't hurt, he was still balling. This is Steph Curry. If LeBron wasn't in the league, let's be honest, I think this will be Steph's league. Giannis wow. will probably, I honestly think it will be Steph's league. This, this is like – they look at – there's people that compare, like, Steph better than uh, LeBron. for Not not lately, but there was that conversation. There was Relax. that conversation. <laughs> There was that conversation because remember when Golden State and Cleveland kept going back and back and Steph just kept beating him. Steph kept beating him. It's like, yo, this is Steph's league. But LeBron just literally is about to be number one in scoring. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
resumes can't compare, even though Steph got a gold resume himself, but let's not do all that comparing. So I think the starting lineup is fine. I, but I'm disappointed in, and I must probably not watch it, Cap. But where's Shea? Where's Shea, John? Where's Shea? Where is we, Shea? We talked about it. We, we talked, talked about, about it. this, dog. Shea should be in the all-star game this year over Steph Curry. You know, listen, Shea, you let me just throw off Shea. He's averaging 30 points a game, 50% from the field, 36% from three, 5.6 assists, and 4.8 rebounds. But, John, not only that, his last three games, 36 points, 13 for 22, right, against the Hawks. 34 points against the Nuggets. The Nuggets are the number one team. OKC beat them. You know why? Because Shea hit that pretty much practically game-winning shot, right? And 37 points against the Kings, 16 for 23. That's just his last three games. I understand these games don't really matter because the all-star thing folding up is over and stuff like that. Not over, but you get what I'm trying to say for the starters. But pretty much all season, he has been balling. Dude's averaging 30-plus points a game. I'm not going to discredit what Steph Curry has done, but I just feel like he was injured. So you give the player that been practically non-injury, non-injured free and put him in the starting lineup. I just feel like it's because he's on the Oklahoma City Thunder that he doesn't get respect. I really think that's what it really comes up to. And it's like kind of disrespect to put Steph Curry as a reserve. But if you really want to talk about it, putting AD as a reserve is, is disrespect too, because we all know AD could be the best center in the league when he's fully healthy. So that's disrespect. I just feel like Steph and LeBron run this league in a sense, and it's like there's no way we're gonna put Steph not in the starting lineup. So that's the only thing I disagree, and I think Shea should replace Steph Curry. But besides that, I like what I see. Man, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. And we, we talked about it when, when we did our predictions. I mean, my original uh, prediction was SGA, Luca, LeBron, Zion, and Jokic. So the exact same team, except yeah. except we just switch out Curry and SGA. And we and we we went back and forth a little bit on that episode and kind of talked about that. And and ultimately, yes, at the end of the day, we we kind of knew that they wouldn't put Stephen Curry on the bench, injury not injured, because yeah. like. He's, you know, the, the light-skinned assassin, the baby-faced killer, right? Like, he's all these things. And there's no way that uh, the NBA would have did that to, I'm not going to say the face of the NBA, but a big part of what the NBA represents. Uh, so, you know, that's no, 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 I guess I'm not very confused by that. But as far as playing, right, and, and we talked about this. We said, like, if we're not looking at the casuals, if we're just really watching the game, because let's be honest, casuals aren't watching Oklahoma City Thunder on a Tuesday night, but they're watching the Warriors when they, you know, they got their national televised games and all of this. So, uh, you know, it's, it definitely is understandable. But if you're looking at playing wise, Shea's been on the court more. He's he's been he's doing more. Honestly, numbers are more. Yes, the the Oklahoma City Thunder is not nearly as successful as the Warriors this season. Uh, at Oklahoma City Thunder right now, sitting in the 11th seed, and the Warriors sitting in the eighth seed. But I mean, if we're gonna just be talking about the numbers and looking at it, I do think SGA should have had that not. Um, but I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens because I know that they said they're gonna the captains are gonna choose their team like the day of the All Star event. So yeah. let's see how that goes down, man. But from the and, West, we almost got it right. Yeah. What's it called? I want to say this, too. I feel like every game, every highlight, SGA game winner, SGA game winning shot. You you get these highlights pretty much every day. He's exactly. always hitting game winning shots, no matter what. Like, he's almost leading his team into the plan. This team was a rebuilding team that could be tanking for Wemby. And no, Chase said, we're not doing that. I'm the guy. And he's pretty much practically taking over with Giddy. So, I don't know if Shea would ever – be in a starting lineup because I feel like he just can't top this play. Mm-hmm. He's playing too good, even though he's going to play excellent throughout his whole career. 
This is like one of his best years ever. And if he can't make it his best year ever, will he ever be a starter? Like if he, he would, he would literally have to be playing at like a Luca or yeah. a Giannis or like a Joel Embiid level at at this point, because what, what, what is the next tier? The next tier has to be MVP at this level. So yeah, yeah unfortunately I think it's just, um, it's just, you know, he hasn't built up his brand and his name yet, like Stephen Curry. So, you know, it's all, it is, it is all good. I'm very happy to see Steph, Steph out there, Luca, LeBron, uh, Zion and Jokic. And the only thing, the only thing I did want to mention before we get off the West is, is Zion. Zion has missed the last 12 games, but when he, when he was there, you know, yeah, he, he, was, he was, he was, he was an all-star yeah, candidate. Ballin'. He was yeah. definitely an all-star starter candidate. For sure. So definitely want to give that to him, but all right, let's go ahead and kick it to the East. My guy, um, talk to me. I was right in the East, John. I told you Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant was, was going to be in that <laughs> starting lineup. I 100% remember that. And I, I, I honestly think I got every lineup correct. I, I'm Like I said, I have bad memory. We can go back to it. But I honestly think I got every lineup right um, besides the Shea one. But I knew Shea wasn't really going to make it because yeah. you know how that went. Anyways, but for the East, KD, if we're going to talk about missing time, they don't clearly don't care about that because Steph missed time as I missed time and. Katie was balling and then he got hurt. So he should, he's always going to be in it. Kyrie Irving's probably the one you're going to be questioning, but Kyrie Irving's just that dude. Once again, his name, his brand and his name's already built. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of like a YouTube channel. It's like these dudes know basketball, but they only got 5K, but them dudes got a million, but they really don't, you know what I'm saying? They're going to be like, we're going to go to the million. And that's what Kyrie Irving is. And it's like, let's be honest, like, who are you going to really replace KI with? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. No, I hear you absolutely. And and, and I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like since since that one day that you know you were telling me about Kyrie, you know, that's when I definitely started paying a little bit more attention. Although he's been balling out, I still personally would have put Jalen Brown in that lineup. I still would have ran Jalen Brown in there. But for the things that Kyrie's been able to do, I mean, right now with KD missing time, he's just been unconscious right now, just going off again. He had that great game against the Warriors, uh, and he's just you know putting up numbers. At, at a great time, man. So, I mean, yeah. Kyrie definitely well-deserved not. Uh, I originally had everyone that the East has. So I had, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell. But instead of Kyrie, I had Jalen Brown, I had KD, Tatum, and Giannis. Yeah, I mean, I think the rest is common. I, I'm excited for the reserves because that's when we're going to get a lot of questions, a lot of like, huh? So I can't wait till that comes out and we're going to know day of, I believe. But yeah. Mitchell, best shooting guard in the league, saying it now, Giannis, Jonas is just Jonas and Tatum is just Tatum, man. The light skinned god, man. I don't know who's I don't yo, I don't know who might be who's more light skinned, Curry or, or Tatum. You know, I don't know. Or even, even add John in there because John light skinned as hell. You feel me? But um, yeah, East and West, we kind of already knew about this. Um, but if you want to look at like say if they just ran with these starting lineups, I know they don't do that because they do the draft. Yo, West is 10 times better than East. I'm, I'm te- sure. easily, dude. So I, I do you, do you like the draft, the idea of the draft, or do you like them just going with the starters and going against East? You know, honestly, I like I, I like I like the idea of the draft as long as it stays within the West. Like I remember that one year yeah. when they were able just to pick players all over the place, and I, I didn't really enjoy that. I think you know the West, LeBron as the West captain should pick only players from the West, and Giannis as the East captain should only play, pick, pick players from the East. To be honest with you, how do you how do you feel about the draft? Um. I, I just want to give – I think the All-Star weekend is dying out. And mm-hmm. so they're trying to find anything possible to, like, maneuver. So I'm giving them – I'm giving them A for effort. They're trying every little thing. Like, the new thing they just put in is of 30 minutes before the draft. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they didn't do that. They would do it on TNT. I, be, I think probably, like, 
on a, a primetime game. Mm-hmm. And then we'll know who's, you know, was on the thing, but 30 minutes before the thing. I don't know how I feel about that, um, but it is what it is. I know I'm going to put a lot of content out. That's all I know. <laughs> and that, that is kind of wild, though. I mean, the players for sure have to know 30, like, well, the fans yeah. are going to find out 30 minutes before the game, but no way the players don't know, right? They can't just be yeah, like, that's, that's you know, the question, right? Like, oh, I got, I, I got to get changed. I got to yeah. get out of game in 30 minutes. There's no way that's the case. I feel like they already know, but it's yeah. really, it's at the end of the day, this is for us. This is, this is for us to have fun and, you know. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam Silver. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but hold on, before we get off the, the, the All Star starters, I, I just want to get to, uh, uh the biggest snub i think the biggest snub in my opinion and it's not sga uh, it's joel Embiid, man i mean joel Embiid has absolutely been balling out ridiculous right now he's because luca has went down he's leading the league right now in scoring at 33 points per game nine rebounds he's getting to the free throw line 11 times per game and making 10 of those shooting 50 53 from the field 34% from the three-point line the sixers are top five in both offensive rating and defensive rating and I just, I just have a problem with the fact that he gets left off this list. And I know, like, I didn't have him originally on my list, but that's also because, you know, we have to go with the criteria. The, the criteria is the two guards and then, and then the three front court players, right? But it, to, to me, it feels blasphemous. It feels wrong. It feels like, what are we doing not including the player who's leading the league in scoring right now, who's in second place right now in the, in the, in the East, leaving him out of the starting lineup only because of the criteria, man. So by all means, I'm happy that Adam Silver, you know, is trying to make this fun and exciting for the fans. But I have a message for you, Adam. You need to do better, man. We got to take out these positions. All these players are positionless. KD, Tatum, and Giannis, those are all point guards through centers. LeBron, Jokic, Zion, all point guards through center. Like all these are positionless players. So I think we need to kick these positions out and just run with the best starting lineup. If, if you got five, seven footers out there, so be it. You got five, seven footers out there. If you got five dudes that are six foot out there, so be it. You got five dudes that are six foot, but it should be the five best players. And I, I just have a real problem with that, to be honest with you. Yeah. So it's funny that I'm glad you brought it up. Cause I literally have it on my notes that Joel B cause I knew that was going to get t- brought up. I, I definitely think he's the biggest snub, but my question is John, right? Because of positions, who do you really take off this list? Man, I don't, I don't think you could take anybody off the East. Let's be honest, right? What's one the question? You're questioning Kyrie Irving, but going position like that, it doesn't even matter. So the forwards were are going to be KD and Giannis. Do you take KD out? I honestly think you would you would have to take AD out because you can't okay. take you can't take yeah. Tatum out because no. not only has he been playing at that level, but he's also played the most games out of all yeah. those guys. KD, the only reason why I would take him out is because of injury, is because he's 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 missed the most games out of out of uh, Giannis and Tatum. So that's that's where I would go. But then again, like to say KD's off the list, yeah. I'd be the same. The same, I'd be saying this blasphemous. So yeah, I, Joel definitely deserves. But I think what screws this up is because. Isn't the all-star game this kind of determines and in the off season how much you get paid? Like I feel like not how much you get paid, but like I think there's a little bonuses. Yeah, there's a bonus. And so like you wanna be in the starting lineup. And so this is two years in a row, I believe that he hasn't been in the starting lineup. And so it's unfortunate, man. I feel like Joel is very disrespected. Um, but it's crazy because if he was in the West, he'd be in the starting lineup every single year. Every year, and we get and we be getting yeah. fatter paychecks, yeah. and and, he, yeah. and you know what's crazy too is not only has he been robbed of the starting lineup spot in the All Star, but he's also been robbed of the MVP. Like 
Yeah. I, I, okay, two maybe two maybe two years ago you gave it to Jokic for that one year, but last year I think it absolutely should have gone to Joel Embiid. So it's unfortunate for Joel, man, because it really he, is. He, he loses to Kawhi Leonard to a game winner. He he freaking people are with Ben Simmons. He deal with Ben Simmons, but then not only that, he's getting compared by Jokic of like. Jokic is way better than him. And then he's playing on the 76ers, which they continue to get bounced out every single year. And then he gets continues to get injured. Like, he just goes through so much, man. But that what he say, John, against Brooklyn? I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what he's telling, the, he's telling the fans. He's telling Adam Silver. I didn't make the starting lineup, man. You know what I'm saying? You could have it. You could have it. <laughs> That's literally Yo, don't be surprised if he's a wins MVP to prove a point. I, I would love it to see him win MVP. I mean, yeah. he sh- sh- should have been MVP. And then well, just one quick last point I want to make on that Joel Embiid point, because when I think of Tatum, Giannis, and KD, where have they all been that Joel Embiid has not been? Finals. Ma- I don't know. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the fans are taking that into account, because yeah. that's, that's the only thing that uh, I, is the difference maker to me. They've, they've all been to the finals, and Joel Embiid still has it. So. Yep. Maybe that was it, man. But all right, my boy. Uh, that was that was a fun, fun, fun segment for us to go ahead and uh, you know kick it, kick kick started with. Uh, so let's let me go ahead and get to the uh, the next little news here. Big big news around the league. Uh, well, injuries. Uh, just yesterday, Luka Doncic left the Suns game early with the left ankle sprain. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and rattle off a little bit about this because I, I I knew when I seen that I was like this is a huge topic that we got to talk about. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, man, all the Mav fans out there should be scared. They should be putting on a diaper because they might be pooping and peeing their pants because this is not good for the Mavs at all. I mean, I've said this before on previous episodes. I mean, I said it on our on our, on our our uh, fire MVP debate, right? I said the Mavs are one Luka Doncic rolled ankle away from being the 11th seed and just totally missing the play-in because they rely on Luka so heavily. Luka right now has the highest usage rate in the NBA. He leads the Mavs in points, rebounds, assists, and steals. But what I really want to look at is Luka Doncic's history with rolled ankles. Because in the 2019-2020 in the season, he missed a total of 11 games in two different stints for a right ankle sprain. And then last year, he missed six games because of a right ankle sprain. And then he missed another four uh, because of left ankle sprain and, and soreness. So that right there... That's in both years, 10 to 10 and last year, 10 games. And then in 1920, 11 games that he missed for this ankle soreness and ankle sprain. If Luca misses 11 games this year, the way that the West is tight this year, I mean, again, like, like let's simply look at the, the, the standings right now, the Mavs are in the sixth seed and they are a two and a half games in front of the 11th seed, which is the Oklahoma City Thunder. So that means to you that the Mavs literally basically kind of can't really lose. Or if they do lose right now without Luka, Luka's going to have to be playing catch up when it, when it, when it gets later in the season. So honestly, I just, I know I really wanted to, wanted to throw this out there, man, because I think this is going to be huge news. This is going to change the landscape of the league because we know what the Mavs do without Luka. They do nothing. And I'm going to be surprised if uh, they stay um, a top eight seed, top nine seed uh, here without Luka. Yeah. So I agree, but I do want to say we had this conversation and you said Dallas Mavericks have nobodies besides Luka. But I do want to say this. I don't care how bad the Phoenix Suns are struggling. Spencer Dinwiddie just put up 36 points, nine assists, and six rebounds and beat them without Luka. All you right. Think, you think that's that's sustainable? But but th- this is the thing, John, right? 
So say Luca's out day to day. I don't know how long that's going to be, right? They're currently 26 and 24, and they're they're sick. So we already know the West is extremely, extremely tight, right? Um, the lowest they can go would probably be like uh maybe like the Lakers to say that. Like that's just the worst of the worst, 13th. Even see, this is the only thing that I'm concerned about. And no, I don't think that's sustainable. But the, the thing is the Dallas Mavericks don't need him to do that. He just they just need um different players to step up so like if if then he put up 36 today they're gonna need a tim hardway jr to put that up next game and we just don't know if that's gonna happen i do have confidence in though because now they're gonna have the ball in their hands more and they're gonna have to knock down shots John, they're just gonna have their nba players at the end of the day they're gonna have to knock down some shots and yes the phoenix suns don't have booker but they had chris paul back and they had a and they had their team and they still managed to beat them so it's impressive they won by four points but i do want to say this john i'm looking at the dallas Mavericks schedule they're they're messed. They're screwed. Look at this. They played a Jazz, tough tough game. Pistons, let's say they win that game, right? So now they're one and one. Now you play the Pelicans, the Warriors, the Jazz, the Clippers, the Kings, the Kings, the Timberwolves, and the and the Nuggets. That's your that right there. Your, look that if they take all those L's, even if they take three L's, bro, they're in the eleventh seed. So that's ten games right there that. I don't think they go on a 10 game losing streak. Okay. NBA, it's crazy. Everything happens. It's unpredictable. Okay. So let's say they go, even if they go negative, say they go four and six or say even they go three and seven, right? All star break is fe- uh, February 19th. So that means Luca has all that all star week. So he might, that's crazy. Hold up. So now I want to go to the all star, go back to the all star game, but I'm going to get there. So say Luca misses all this time to all star break and they go three and seven, right? They're what, what are they currently? They're 26 and 24. So they go 29 and whatever the case may be. So they fall down. I feel like they're still in the picture, though. They're still going to be in the picture, but the, the problem is they're going to be doing a lot of chasing, chasing, chasing. But let's not forget, though, they might make a trade. They might make a trade. So that can, that can, that can help their team out. But the chasing is, is what's going to concern me because now when you're chasing to get into the playoffs, Luka's going to be gassed out when you hit the playoffs. So it's like now you're gassed out in the playoffs. Now you're first round elimination because you're, you're, you feel what I'm trying to say? And this affects the whole Dallas Mavericks franchise and organization because we already see how frustrated Luka has been just in a regular season. So imagine him getting bounced out in the first round. So if, if Luka gets bounced out in the next two first rounds, next two years, He's up. He's gone. Okay. So Dallas Mavericks, these next 10 games, if Luca's not playing, you at least have to go five and five. If you could go five and five, they'll be perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. I honestly think that you've all star weekend and then they have the same similar record where they at right now because they're only two games above 500. So this is a this is huge for this is huge. Like you said, Luca has a, a history with in, um, ankle injuries and stuff like that. So their schedule is tough. Right now, as you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, you're just hoping all-star break comes quicker. That's it. This that's is- all you're waiting for. That's, that's After these rest of these games, you need all-star weekend now. It, but like I said, if Mavericks can squeeze out Ws, like the Pistons is a winnable game. Even the Warriors low-key might be a winnable game because Warriors, nah, they're, they're not that good, bro. I agree. They're, they're not that good, yeah. but. Without Luka Doncic, I'm telling you, bro. I know, I know, I know you didn't you disagreed with me last time, but they're not a playing team. Like, but the, I, 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 yes, Spencer Dinwiddie went off for that, but it's not it's not sustainable. And okay, 
and you like how you said, maybe Dorian Finney-Smith goes off next game, but I will never put my money and I will never bank my bet on Dorian Finney-Smith going off for, for 30 plus. No, nah, you don't. But what I'm trying to get at, but this is what I'm trying to say at, they get less opportunities because Luke is there. So now with Luka not being there, they're going to have more opportunity. Like Tim Hardaway Jr. was a 20-point scorer in his career, right? Um, Spencer Dinwiddie was always solid. Reggie Bullock played great for them last year. I just don't know what happened to him this year. So they're going to get plenty of looks. And the more shot attempts you get, either you're just going to be trash and then we're going to know, get them off this team because then – but or you can knock your shots down. That that's You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be a very real test to see what this roster does. But – Let's see. Let's see, man. Yeah, let's see. The Dallas Mavericks are gonna be are gonna be put to the test, man. Um, just like <laughs> I said this a couple episodes ago, and I, I I know I remember you were like, Oh, I never heard that. I was like, pressure makes diamonds. So now you've heard it <laughs> because yeah. pressure makes diamonds, man. So let's see if the Mavs got any diamonds in the rough, man, because they are gonna be feeling that pressure. And yeah, I mean, they're just begging and praying that uh, Luca can come back. Yeah, no, for sure. But what they need to do, just one more thing about this topic. It's always you got to go next man up. You're quick. I just want to bring an example up. If anybody watches football on here, my Dallas Cowboys, my quarterback went out in the beginning of the season, right? Everybody thought the season was over. I was like, bro, no one wants to watch this. The backup quarterback came in, bro. He only lost one game, John, and kept us in the playoff hunt. And he's not even a known backup quarterback. He just played his role, listened to what the coaches told him, and they went four and one during that stretch. So if the if Dallas wants to keep this playoff hunt alive, Next man up. That's just that's just what it is. You're getting paid. You're getting paid millions of dollars, millions of dollars so to the, play so, basketball. So the, 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 the Dallas Cowboys had the next man up mentality. So now the Dallas Mavericks need to have that next. They man got up to. Mentality. They got to. All right, that's, man. All right, man. But hey, Trent, you you, you know I'm not big in the in the in the, in the yeah. football game. But so what's going on with the with the Cowboys? They they won. And what's going on? Man, listen, you, you you're trying to be a smart one with me because you told me on the phone you was watching that 49ers game and I was trying to get at you, but I, I stayed quiet because I was gonna say something, bro. Because I, I take it, you see, I'm a diehard Russell Westbrook fan. I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Listen, I'll tell you this though. I know you're not too much into football, but we win that game if my quarterback doesn't throw interception in that second quarter. Um, but like a few seconds left. And they got a field goal, made it six nine. But it is what it is. I'm I'm over. I'm a Dallas fan. I'm typically used to losing. And so, <laughs> oh man, my boy, that's that that is hilarious. But um, yeah, I just I, I had you know what I'm saying get on you a little bit for that. But it is all good. Let, let let's get to the last uh news and injuries and rumors and updates um right here. So Kyrie, man, he went to long term deal in Brooklyn. Uh, so in in an interview, he said, uh, the desire is to make Brooklyn a long term home with the right type of extension. And that's a quote he said. So what I just wanted to get, Trent, was, you know, we don't really got to go too deep into this, yeah. but just your thoughts on uh, giving Kyrie a long-term extension. Do you do that? Are you hesitant to do that? Do you give him a short-term deal? How do you feel about so that? So my thing about that, I feel like any any team in the NBA is going to be questionable of giving Kyrie Irving a long-term deal just because of what he has done. And, just, and, and this is where it comes to your past is always going to haunt you now. Right. And so now he's like, everything's going well. I want a long term deal. Right. Because now they're a top team in the Eastern Conference. But he wasn't saying that last, during the offseason, was he not? I want out. I want out. Trade me. Trade me. Right. You know why? Because Kyrie Irving is one of those dudes that if it's not going his way, he don't want to be there. And so now they're finally winning and there's less there's less of me. I don't I'm not going to say less of media on Kyrie Irving because there's always going to be a media on him, but there's less. There's not much going on in Kai much over there. Like you haven't really heard much besides the KD injury and Ben Simmons just being Ben Simmons, you know? So 
Um, with, Ky- with Kyrie Irving, this is what you got to base it on, John, right? So KD's a f- uh, unrestricted free agent in 2026. You don't give Kyrie Irving a long-term deal because if you give him a long-term deal, we all know – let me just bring this up real quick. We all know Kyrie Irving is- can't play a full season. I'm going to just bring this up to you real quick, John, right? Ever since he joined the Nets, he played 20 games in 2019. 2020, he played 54. 2021, he played 29. And so far this year, played about 37 games played. He hasn't even touched 60-plus games. You get what I'm trying to get at? So why is a GM going to commit to that and give him all this much money? For what? The only way I see him giving him a long-term deal if they win a championship this season. So the best route for them, you give him a two-year deal or a three-year deal, but the three-year deal has to have a player option in it. That's about it. That's all I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm right there with you. I definitely would not give him a long-term deal. I mean, he's eligible for the app for the max extension of yeah. four years, $200 million. So, I mean, you don't, you don't give that to Kyrie. This man literally was like saying he's on a protest for, for the whole like, COVID and all this stuff and then got caught in the club diddy bopping, yeah. bro. So, yeah, yeah. yeah this dude, uh, you, you, just can't trust him. Him. you just can't trust him. You, you, yeah. you, you can't trust him. Uh, but it, but it is a, a sticky situation for you know the, the Nets ownership and Nets organization because yeah, yeah. you you know that's Kyrie when he's on the court look what he's doing he's an all star starter right like yeah. we, we see we know what he does but you know do you risk your franchise and like how you, you've said many times on this show bro like when things are gravy things are things are great you know what I'm saying ain't no problems but are you gonna be able to ride it out when things aren't great and in a four year stretch. Yeah it's probably going to every once in a while not be so great. And what happens to Kyrie in those times? Yeah, we see, we, it was, it was literally the worst of the worst of the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. KD wanted out, Kyrie wanted out, right? And they just said, it's not happening. We're not going to just trade these players just for nothing. <laughs> and they stayed in, they, they got it together. But like, it's hard in the sick because listen, Kyrie Irving's that dude. I just want to talk about his, his last five games, 30 points against the Suns, 48 against the Jazz, 38 against the Warriors, 30 against the 76ers, and 40 against the Pistons. It's hard to give up this because, look, he's out there playing. He's doing it all. But it's when he's not playing, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So you don't get to get for that. Who are you going to get for a player doing that? You're yeah. not, not going to win. You're not, you're, every trade you do with Kyrie, you're yeah. probably losing. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, But, but not only Brooklyn. He's going to have this problem throughout the whole NBA. If he comes a free agent, teams, they're going to look at that and look at his character. Kyrie Irving character is like he's different. So I'm gonna say he's different. Different. My boy yeah. still probably still believes the earth is flat. <laughs> but, definitely, definitely. But all right, my boy, that was a fun first segment for us. Uh, you know, tr- uh, NBA news, injuries, updates, and rumors. So now let's go ahead and keep it pushing, man. Let's get to the next segment here on the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. So my boy T, you know, you know, you know what's coming up, man. Yeah. The trade deadline is coming up. February 9th, and you know what that means. Not only does that mean a bunch of content for us, but it also means that it's big bang news around the league and it's buyers and sellers that stay. So in light of that, in light of that, I thought, so I thought, you know, let's do a segment to where we just go, go through all these teams in the league and simply say if there are buyers, which is if they're buyers, you know, they need more pieces to get it done or they're sellers. Like they need to, you know, either tank or get rid of some pieces or stay. So again, we got buyers, sellers, stay. Um, you don't have to give me like a certain player. If you, if a player comes to mind, absolutely. Let's talk about it. We can go into it. But if not, don't worry about the player. We will just say buyers, sellers, or stay. So you, yeah, it's cool with you. You got that? I'm ready. Let's get it. All right, man. Let's go ahead and kick it off with uh, the Celtics, man. 
Um, I'm gonna go ahead and stay say stay. I don't know if you got much to say out there, but yeah, I don't really got much to say about that. But I do want to say this, John. They are in a three-game losing streak, which is not uh an ideal ideal situation that we're used to. But you stay with the roster, you don't just it if they want to add something, it gotta be like a small piece, maybe to bolster their bench or maybe for a player that gets injured, you know, at least you have a little backup, but you stay with the roster you have, you know, you went to a championship with this team besides. Galinari and Brockton. Yeah. And, and honestly, Galinari would have been huge for this team. Honestly, he I feel like he still huge. could come back though, John, right? This season? Because yeah. he tore his ACL, right? He did. But if they make, they're going to make it deep in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. He, he tore his ACL early into, like, the season didn't start yet, I don't think. Yeah. He tore, he tore in the, in the whole FIBA tournament before season even started. I honestly think he has a chance, bro. Oh, hey, that, that would be nice, bro. They, they get that little push at the end. Third. Basically. That's like another body, right? So you put him in third finals. I don't know, GA. I think that I think that might be big for them. Yeah. I, I, stay, stay, stay tuned for that because I want to see what happens with yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, uh, ultimately we're gonna go stay for the Cavs. I mean for the, the Celtics. And then I just said it right now for the Cavs. What do you think? Stay by sellers. That's funny because I I was thinking about this team the whole time about this segment. The Cavaliers are in a weird position. I think they need to make a trade for a wing. Um, they're 30 and 20. But they're in the middle of the pack of the Eastern Conference. They're, they're always going to be around that four, five, maybe six. I don't think that maybe, maybe they get maybe they get the third seed. I don't I don't see that happening. But they're always going to be four or five. And if the playoffs started today, John, we're going to be watching a Brooklyn and Cleveland Cavaliers uh, playoffs, which is going to be a fun series. But what's concerning to me is that the Nets can win this series. They could literally win this series. And that's a first round elimination for the Cavaliers. When you trade for a player like Donovan Mitchell, you're not thinking about no first-round elimination. Now, you're not thinking about championships. Realistically, even though every team's like, we're winning a championship, that's not the case. They're thinking, I'm like, let's see how far we can go as a first year with trading for Donovan Mitchell. So I think they need to make a trade. And it, what, whoever they trade for can honestly be better. Like, they got to get over the hump of being the Sixers and the Bucks. Don't worry about the Celtics. They're nowhere near the Celtics level. Even though they're always going to be good games, I don't care. They're nowhere near the Celtics level. Um, but – you got to think about now and the future. So they need a wink. Isaac Okora is not cutting up. And they need some bench score. Ricky Rubio coming back. If he comes back 100%, we all seen Ricky Rubio. You know, he does his thing. We know what he do. So so, so, so to you, ultimately, the, the Cavs are, are buyers. They, they need to be looking. Yeah, they, they need to be buyers. Man, see, I'm, 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 I'm happy we're having this conversation because I honestly had a tough time. At first, at first I did say buyers. But then I, I, I look to like that point that you said of like, this is their first year really running this team and, you know, getting and getting down to the Mitchell. And I hear a lot. I'm hearing a lot of buzz around the league saying trade Karis Levert. But I think he's an amazing backup to Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I think. But 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 then at the end of the day, that is your biggest trade piece. Right. That's that is who you can get someone for. And you could bring and you could bring back, you know, that wing that, you know, you're, you're talking about. But. I mean, right now, I'll be, I'll be real with you. I have Karis LeVert on my fantasy. And whenever Donovan not playing, he goes off for 20-plus yeah. uh, every single night. So he, he's, he's, he's a great player. So honestly, I'm going to go ahead and say stay, only for the sake of this is the, this is the first year running together. Don't do this to Karis LeVert. I think he's a great addition off the bench. He could be a starter, and most teams are on the league. But right now, he's coming off the bench for Donovan Mitchell. And I think that that's... Yeah. I, I mean, the cap, the Cavaliers' big three is Mitchell, Garland, and Mobley. So that's what they're looking at. And then you could throw in Jared Allen. So Garland... I mean, um, uh, Lavert's always going to be that the player that has the most value. The only way you trade Lavert if you get someone better. Again, yeah. You, yeah you because 
Levert in the postseason is going to turn up. We we know what he do. He's going to turn up. He, he he did it in the bubble. He yes. did it in the previous year. Yeah, yeah. he's always turned up. He's yeah. one of those players. He just know how to get buckets. <laughs> that, yeah, that's 100%. what he is, man. And that's what you need sometimes out of your out of your bench players, man. And that some bench scoring. So I'm gonna go ahead and go stay. But let, let's go ahead and keep it pushing, my boy. Uh, to 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 your team. You know this team very very well. The Miami Heat. Uh, buyers, sellers, or stay. Yeah, so I cover this team. If y'all don't know, if y'all want to go check it out, man, uh, Miami Heat Network. But so right now, the Miami Heat are in a weird position because they're a top six seed. They're 27 and 22, seven and three in the last 10 games. And we played a Magic today. So that's, I hope it's a W. <laughs> now we're going to be 28 22. Now we're two games away from the Cavaliers. We're near fifth seed. So I feel like we're going to be messing, messing around there. But the problem about them is they don't have money. They don't have money. So you want them to trade because we need to trade bad. But the problem is we can't. With Kyle Lowry's contract, Kyle Lowry to me is unplayable. I don't think – I think his time's done. He, he got to go. Um, Duncan Robinson, who's in surgery, hasn't even played. He's in surgery. We paid him $80 million. And then you have Dwayne Dedman, who's just trash. So those three contracts right there are hard to trade because now if you're trading them, you have to lose a trade no matter what because you're giving up a first-round pick. The Miami Heat don't want to give up a first-round pick. Well, how are we going to give up first-round picks? We all know they got the, the godfather of Pat Riley of we going to get these first-round picks, but for superstar players. We're not just giving them up just to get this trade. So I honestly think Miami stays put, and it's very unfortunate. Maybe we make a low-key move, but even making a low-key move for Cam Reddish, we're still going to go over the cap. That's the problem right now. So unless Miami is willing to trade a first-round pick to get rid of Kyle Lowry, I'm all with it. I like some pieces like Danzo Russell. I like pieces like Nas Reed, Cam Reddish, um, Mo Bamba. I like those pieces for this team. So realistically, they have to stay because of cap. It's a, it's a thing. But fan-wise, we want to trade bad because we're not competing against the Bucks, the Celtics. But I do want to say this. Every time we do play the Celtics, it's always a dogfight. It is. It is. Always a dogfight. The Heat, I mean, look, man, the Heat, no matter who they got on their team, they're going to yeah. fight. They're going to yeah, scratch, no claw, yeah. fight, and figure out a way to get it done. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised, you know, that, 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 that you said that about Kyle Lowry because that's, that's what I thought too. But, you know, I, I, I know to myself, I don't watch nearly as much Miami Heat as you do. I don't cover the team like how you do. So I thought to myself, like, man, man, maybe Trent might go at this with me. So let me let, let me get a couple of reasons as to why Kyle Lowry just isn't that guy anymore. But I'm glad we're on the same page because he's just not that guy anymore. He's not the facilitator that that team needs. He's not he's not the Kyle Lowry that we once knew and loved, which is that pit bull who's going who's going to be that dog on defense and who's also going to be able to facilitate. Right now, Levy's only averaging about like four, four four assists per game, and he's on that team not to be a scorer, not to not to put the ball in the basket. No, he's on that team to be a facilitator and help the team run. And because we all know the Miami Heat, what they struggle with is they don't have one superstar. They don't have one guy that's like, yo, here's the ball, go get a bucket. And we, the, the offense broke down. We don't know what to do. So what they do is they beat you as a team. So when you, when you play like that, you need a facilitator, you need a true point guard in what Kyle Lowry used to be, but he's just not it. So that's why I love that. The, the fact that you said D'Angelo Russell, I, I think that that's their number one target. They should go for it makes sense because the Timberwolves it's not working out over there clearly. Yeah. So that, that that's that, that's something that will make, make sense both sides. But I also think, man, the, the Miami Heat will also always also need a true big man. Every year that they match up against the Bucks, or if they're gonna match up against the 76ers or just these top-tier teams in the East, they're always undersized. They're always undersized, and they have to play this small ball, which ultimately doesn't end up getting it done. So 
I mean, I think that they did definitely, they're definitely buyers. Look for a you know, true point guard and look for a big man. Help them out of bio. I think that Mo Mamba was, was an amazing because you can get him for cheap. Yeah, yeah easily. Facts. So, yeah, let's, let's just say this for anybody that still have faith in Kyle Lowry. Let me just tell you this, guys. Jimmy Butler has practically missed half the games this year, right? Practically. His last game against the Celtics, Kyle Lowry had two points in 30 minutes. One for seven at the field, 0 for four at the three-point line, five rebounds, eight assists. Now, when people are just going to say you're just reading stats, I'm not reading stats. Let me just tell you this, right? Kyle Lowry was known as his what he does is not on the stats, right? He doesn't even do that no more. He's useless. He did like he doesn't do that no more. You know, remember Kyle Lowry? He was set that charge. Yep. <laughs> that way, that way, way that you know what I'm saying? He don't do nothing. He sucks. He's washed up. And the reason why the Miami he traded for him is because, like, bet they just he won a championship. He has that veteran experience. Let's get that Kyle Lowry that he was playing in Toronto, where that dude was averaging what 17 points a game. But that 17, 19 points a game, it was different because he was doing those little things that didn't show in the stat line. Ever since he joined Miami, um, John, he hasn't even averaged 17. He's averaging 13 and 12 points a game. Shooting this is his lowest year from field goal percent. He's shooting 40% from the field, 33% from the three-point line. I just seen this stat. His last like six or seven games, he's averaged about seven points a game. Seven. His last stretch, seven points against the Pelicans, five against the Mavericks. The shot attempts, two for three, three for five. He's just not shooting. And, and even if he does shoot, he still sucks. Gabe Vincent's better than him. And I want to say this before we get the topic done and over with. Miami does have some trade targets. Kayla Martin is a trade target. Championship teams will absolutely love him and Max Struess. The reason why I put Max Struess in is because he's going to get paid. He might get be that type of player that gets the mid-level exception, and the Miami Heat might, might not be able to afford him next season because they're just in cap hold. So if you could just trade him now and get something out of it, put those two pieces together, maybe give us D'Angelo Russell and Nas Reed for a Max Struess, I'm all for it. I'm I'll, Honestly, put a Max Struess in, the, in, the, in uh, Kyle Lowry, I'm all for it. Are you are are you for getting letting go let go of Duncan Robinson? Hundred percent. The thing about Duncan Robinson, you have to throw in a first round pick. But I'm but I'd rather throw in a first round pick for Kyle Lowry mm-hmm. to get a player like Danzel Russell in return. I'm not throwing a first round pick for Duncan Robinson. I'd rather just have his contract played out. Absolutely, uh, Duncan Robinson. He's he he's he's the uh, the thief of the year. Yeah. He is the thief of the year, man. He got a bag and said, "Hold on, man." He he did a he pulled a Michael Porter Jr. He got a yeah. bag and just tucked off, <laughs> but. All right, my boy. So yeah, I'm 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 glad we're right there. Um, so just wait for your ultimate. What did you say for the Heat? They're safe pad or what? They, they stay. They have to stay. They have to stay. Okay. They I'm have not. to stay for the reasons that they just can't afford can't. anybody. All right. Yeah, I got you. I'm 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 definitely in my buyers for that. But let's keep it pushing. Um, I think two teams right here that are both stay, so we can kind of get that done quick. The Nuggets and the Pelicans. The or- Pelicans. I feel like if you want to make a move, you can just cause. But Nuggets, you just stay what you have. I don't think you need to make a big move. You have your players. Jamal Murray's back. Michael Porter Jr.'s back. Gordon playing his lights out. Pelicans, on the other hand, the only reason why I say they could make a move if they really want to is because they have fallen off, John. They're on a six-game losing streak right now. They're 2-8 mm-hmm. and eight in their last 10. But we kind of expected this. But you know what's crazy about it? They went on a six-game losing streak, and they're still fourth in the West. Man. That's how Man. bad the West is. That's that's just how bad the West is. You go on a six-game losing streak, you go down. Even Memphis. Memphis is on a four-game losing streak, and they're still in second. And you like, comfortably in second, too. Yeah, to literally. They're pretty so, comfortable in second. Pelicans, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to be like I know the most about the Pelicans and stuff like that, but their roster is good. We all know when Brand- – I think Brandon Ingram just came back. Um, Zion's going to be back. They have the roster, but, you know, just – 
just to like trade maybe some picks because Pelicans is a team that they can trade capital because they have the capital and they have the young players, maybe for another star. They can afford that. Like they can trade a Trey Murphy, a Dyson Daniels, a Herb Jones, Jose. Like they have those young players that teams that are like kind of in the rebuilding stage or just want young players. They can afford that. So like, if you really want to do it, John, you trade, you package CJ with these young picks, um, young players and picks and try to get like a KD or like, just, just an example, just throwing something out there. You feel me? That, like, you could do that if you really, really want to. But I don't think the Pelicans do. If they do, it's probably like a low-key move. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and just give off my uh, – gonna. it's a little bit ahead. But I think the Pelicans are in the place, same place as the Kings. Like, this is the first year they've had this amount of oh. success. And I just yeah. think that you just w- – w- if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? I'm not saying that your team can't get better. Like, the Pelicans can get better as a team. Like that scenario you just gave was an amazing scenario. Uh, the Kings, they can definitely get better as a team, as a roster, but you've never seen this amount of success. So clearly it's working. Let's just not mess with it. So, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the Pelicans probably got to stay patented here and same thing with the Nuggets. Um, but let's go ahead and keep it pushing. Let's get to the next team. Um, that's the Timberwolves. We were just talking about it. Um, big time sellers. Big, big, big time sellers to so, me. I don't think this team's going to work out. Talk to me. So, yeah, Timberwolves, are, they're, they're, they're 500. They are. They played a little bit better. They're six and four in their last ten. Currently on a one game win streak. They played pretty good at home, to be honest with you. Sixteen and ten. They're twenty five and twenty five. Literally fifty games into the year, right? They have to be sellers, right? There's just no way. Like you go from like being in the playoffs to they. But I don't care what anybody says. They should have won that series. They should have beat Memphis. Absolutely. They should be. Yeah, right. So you go from a series you should have won, but just had inexperience because you were just young and dumb, and Memphis just took advantage of it, and that's just how the playoff is. It happens, right? You just can't. There's just no way. Like, so, but the thing is, they're not going to trade none of their star players, but D'Angelo Russell is going to be 100% gone. That's my – so none of their players are going to be traded, but D'Angelo Russell is going to be 100% traded. I, I, he, there's just no – one, he played bad in the postseason. He played awful in the postseason. But even this year, he's just there's so much drama involving him. Like, if you don't want me here, trade me. Like, that's what he's practically saying. And I like to say he's on an expiring deal. So it's like, just let him go. He doesn't want to be there. It's not a good fit. So I think that's the big move they're going to make is that D'Angelo Russell. But it's been real quiet. Maybe, but the thing is, right, the Lakers were quiet about Rui, and they got the move. So maybe teams that are quiet are going to get the trades off. Who knows? Like, the teams that you hear the most about, they never make the moves. But the teams that you don't hear about are the ones on the phone, like, da-da-da, doing all the work. So Timbo's had to trade D'Angelo Russell. I don't know what they get off of Russell. That's the yeah, problem. I mean, what do- this, this is his lowest value, probably of yeah. all time. Yeah, yeah. So, and, but the only thing I could possibly think of what makes his value go up a little bit is that expiring contract, John. Mm-hmm. Teams love expiring deals. Man, look, I'm right there with you. I definitely think the Timberwolves are big-time sellers. Uh, like I mentioned, that's, this team's just not going to work out. Um, they've been playing, like how you said, they've been playing a little bit better um, now since, like, Cat's been out. They've been running this one, this one big lineup with just Rudy out there. But when Cat comes back, this, the paint's going to go right back to being clogged. Ant, yeah. Ant, Ant can't work in a situation like that. And if Ant's going to be like the guy you're going with, if that's the guy, if that's the centerpiece, if that's the guy you're going to run, run his team around, like you have to build a team and around him and, and, and his playing style. And his and the playing style is not having the paint clogged. Like he, I know he got bounced, but he can't dunk on on Rudy, Cat, yeah. and, the, and the defenders. Yeah. Like he, he can't dunk on everybody. And then D'Lo and Cat, like, they don't seem to be the backcourt, the backcourt that we all thought they would be. So yeah, I mean the Timberwolves got a lot of moves, but 
before I get off the Timberwolves, I just want to say what's crazy is that like last year, like if they would just would have kept that same roster, they wouldn't be they they wouldn't be sellers. I would have said I would have said stay pat because you got such a good team and keep building on it. But now they ruined. I mean, you you could go as far as to say Cat's career because I mean, yeah. what 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 could have Cat done? How far could have Cat went with that team versus now versus now? And same thing with with uh, Anthony Edwards, man. So. Big time you know, for the Let me talk about Anthony Edwards real quick. Did you see that thing about Anthony Edwards? He put like 40 plus points up and he said yes for my girlfriend. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I seen that and I said, he's a goofball. <laughs> I said, for your girlfriend, bro? Are you serious? But like, you know, some people say that's like, yeah, that's for my friend that just recently passed away. That's for my grandmother. Dude just said his girlfriend, bro. They're probably not even going to be with her in a couple of weeks. I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. I think that's just, I think they just probably got together. They just had to get together because there's just no way. Because Cat <laughs> had big games. I mean, um, Edwards always had big games in his in his, in his his career, right? So he's like, I never heard him say, that's for my girlfriend. Dude, probably, today, got some, probably got some crazy play. And he was like, man, yeah. I, love, I love it here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right, man. Well, yeah, the Timberwolves definitely big sellers. Um, Maybe they sell Anthony Edwards and his girlfriend, but... All right, let's keep it pushing. Let's get to a team over there in Toronto, man. The Toronto Raptors. Um, I think I mean, we've we've been saying it all throughout the pod, all throughout the season. They have literally like seven of the same exact players. This roster just isn't getting it done. There's no way that even even at their best and they're fully healthy, this roster is not competing with the top teams in the East. They have to be sellers, in my opinion. Yeah, they got to be sellers easily. But my question is, right? I think Gary Trent. Is probably the most one, the one that's going to get traded. If he doesn't get traded, that's it's going to shock me. But I think he's going to be gone. But after that, oh gee, I don't think they traded John because his asking price right now is crazy, mm-hmm. and it well deserved. Well deserved. I, they're asking for like two first round picks, which okay. Um, do teams are willing to do that? Maybe they are. But the thing is, right, I think the players that they need to trade, I don't think they need to do a big rebuild. I think they need to trade Fred Van Lee because I've watched Fred Van Lee play. Yes, he had his stretch, but, dude, he don't look the same at all. You trade Fred Van Lee and you trade um, Gary Trent and see what you can get off that. If you can get a big man off that, now you're going to be fine because now you've got Pascal, Scotty. Maybe you keep OG, maybe you don't. But now you have a big man, and now um, you probably got some capital off a Fred and a Gary Trent. So now you're going to build for the future future with your cap draft picks, but then also you can somewhat compete still in the season if you want to make the plan, this and that. But now you get rid of these players because you're slowly like going into like, you're slowly going down. You know what I'm trying to get at? You're slowly like, you're not going to really compete no more, but you're going to still try to compete because you still got the players, but you're just going to be a little rebuild. So yeah, they got to be sellers no matter. They're 22 and 27, John. They they definitely got to be sellers. And, and I think that, uh, Fred, he's probably on his way out the door because I think right now, like this day, this year, this season, whatever, this is his highest trade value. It's only going down from here. Like yeah. it is, it's only going down from here. So if the Raptors want to be smart, then decide, Jerry, better pick up that phone and start calling for for, for Fred and um and 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 also for 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 OG, right? Because I do think that like OG's asking price is high, but we always we always see that in the NBA, like. Teams start with a really high asking price, and then the closer it gets to that trade deadline day, that 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 price gets a little lower and a little lower yeah. and a little lower. And I think with OG, that might be that that might be the case. I think right now they're just they're starting to see you know what they can get. They're like, oh, give me give, give me you know give me let's say you know in money instance like give me a hundred dollars, and then they're yeah. like, no, nah, I'm not going to give you a hundred dollars. Then you know you got the next three days, and then 
right before that third day, you're like, all right, give me, give me 80. And we, and we call it a day. And you know what I'm saying? And I think that might be the case. Yeah. I mean, but I think, uh, but OG's too special. So I think there's no need to trade him. They can just be like, we'll keep him, you know, build around him, build around him. Pascal. Like, they can literally build around anybody. If you really want to think about it, you can build around Pascal, Scotty or OG. You can build around all three of them. If you really, really want to, I don't think you build off, uh, thing, but I think you could build off a Pascal, but Scotty to me is an interesting player, which everybody say, let's build off Scotty, but he hasn't showed me enough yet. I think, I think out of all those, all, all three of those guys, I'd rather build off Scotty to be real. But he hasn't team. showed me enough though, but yet he, he has the upside, but he hasn't shown me enough, dude. It's like how you say, I'm tired of the intangibles. Let me see. Yeah. Let yeah, me he see. Has, it. He hasn't done it. He hasn't done it for me. All right, here we go. Let's go to the next team. Um, I think this is the, the first team that we have. That's like one of those teams that are like clearly like bad. Uh, so the magic. Yep. Oh, the magic. Yeah, oh, the magic. Okay. Stay, okay. go, sellers, buyers. What are, what are you thinking? They just actually hold up. They might be sellers. Let me just tell you this. Why? Terrence Ross could be a seller for some people. You, you get that right. To the, the Lakers would be desperate to trade him, right? Please. For real, right? Send him you, my way. You so so I'm looking at their roster right now, right? So maybe you give up a Terrence Ross and, and then you give up a Mo Bamba. Those are two players who I think could be sellers, right? I believe Mo Bamba's on an expiring deal. And I don't know what Terrence, uh, I could check Terrence Ross' contract or anything like that. But he's just one of those players that like, he should have been traded. I just don't understand why he's still on that team. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. Um, he signed a four-year, $54 million deal. And um He's going to be a free agent in 2023. Okay, so he's going to be an unrestricted free agent in 2023, John. So he's going to be a free agent anyway. So maybe they try to trade him and ship him off, maybe for a a second-round pick. I don't think he's worth – but you know what I'm saying? So I think those two players are going to be uh, sellers. Mo Bamba, they do just pretty much practically out the rotation. Bo Boys is taking over. Yeah, and also we talked about this, uh, I believe, like two or three episodes ago. Jonathan Isaac also has an an expiring contract, also uh, probably going to – test the waters in free agency so the magic have to be sellers and they have to you know get off and i think jonathan isaac out of all guys that we just mentioned like has the biggest you know trade trade value and i know he hasn't played in a really long time just had his first game back the other day um but he you know he had out of all those guys he has the biggest trade value so i I think as the magic you continue to stay on this road of rebuilding because it's this is not a a one to two year plan. Like this is a, a five yeah. to almost 10 year plan here with the, um, with, with the Orlando magic. So I say, you know, you get as much, as much capital as you can give me some draft picks, give me some, yeah, some good young players. Uh, but, but I mean, as far as that, I think, yeah, they just really need to sell. Also, I want to give a shout out to Jonathan Isaac. That dude played nine minutes to put 10 points up and had like a, a very incredible, uh, stat line that's on that's honestly extremely efficient <laughs> like that means he scored almost every yeah. minute that he was literally out john he had so 10 minutes 10 points four for seven two for three at the three-point line three rebounds and one assist and two steals in 10 minutes john that out jonathan that, isaac he's, that, he's that, a real one that's incredible even his even his next game he had eight minutes but five points two for four one for two but he still fills out the stat line with one rebound two assists and two steals so his defense is still there still there Dude, I remember when he was uh, when he was playing in that 2020. Like there was often times where I was like, man, I don't know if he should get the defensive player of the year. Him or AD? Like I really don't know yeah. because he really is that guy. Um, and yeah, I mean, shout, yeah, definitely shout out Jonathan Isaac. Uh, happy to see him out there. He's also you know a follower of the Lord, man. So yeah, lo- love to see that. 
Um, but all right, let's go ahead and keep it pushing. Let's get to my team, my boy, the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, I think it's no question about it. They need to be buyers. They need to buy, 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 buy. And um, first of all, like w- what I want, what I want people to understand is that like it's clearly not working. Right. And, and, and it's the same thing that I'm going to say when I talk about, uh, you know, the Warriors. So when we have a great player like LeBron or Curry, especially in LeBron situation, like this man is 38, putting up ridiculous numbers, 33 points per game, leading the Lakers in points, re- points, uh, assists, rebounds, and almost literally almost every, every category. You have to do what it takes to, 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 to try to maximize that window. Like they've Rob and Jeannie and the whole Lakers organization have already messed up so bad that like, you just got to try to fix the mess up, like fix the mess up that you already have. And like the Lakers got too many, they got too many guards right now. In my opinion, they have too many guards. They have, they have Lonnie Walker. I know he's injured. They have Lonnie Walker, Dennis, they have Russ, they have Austin Reeves, they have Max Christie, they have Scotty Pippen Jr., which I know he doesn't get enough playing time, but he definitely should get a little bit more playing time. And then Patrick Beverly. So when I look, when I look to all those players, like who do I want off the team that can actually bring me something back? Like if, if we, no, no joke, bro. Like if we, offered Scottie Pippen Jr. and Max Christie, somebody would probably like send us like 25 cents and be like, yeah, is this, is, is this a good trade? Like, hey, is this what you want? But between, so, so then that, that means it leaves it between Lonnie Walker, Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves, and Patrick Beverly. Out of all those guys, you have to get rid of Patrick Beverly. You have to get rid of Patrick Beverly. Yeah, so Russell, but let's 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 just say this straight. Russell Westbrook, he's not he's not going to get traded from the Lakers. That no, that's I, done. I, and yeah. I don't want that. I don't want that. Like all, all of that, bro. All of that get Russell off his team was when he was in the starting lineup. I think yeah. now he has found his perfect role on the bench, and he's thriving in it. He's helping the Lakers win. So yeah, you got you. Patrick Beverly is the next person, and I think he does have some value. I think some teams Absolutely. would honestly would love a Patrick Beverly. Like the dude, <laughs> he literally locked up a Dame Lillard. He said, "What happened to the clock? Bro- broken clock? You feel me? Like, <laughs> like who, who who doesn't want that? You feel me? Like anybody would love a Patrick Beverly on their team. It's just like, and to be honest with you, John, he has been shooting way better at the three point line." He has yeah. been knocking shots down. Against the San Antonio Spurs, I think he probably had like one of his best games of the year. Just yeah, he had like, almost like 20 points. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was doing his thing. Um, so Patrick Beverly's gonna have to be it. Um, Lakers got second round picks. Um, but uh maybe we trade for Bojan. You know, I think that'd been an option. Sure. But yeah, but Eric Gordon, Rockets asking for first round pick to me is absolutely insane because I think he's not even the same Eric Gordon that he was before. So why are you asking for a first round pick? Like you said, it may just be like one of those things where it's just like an option, like yeah. throwing them out there. But I want to say this to you. Rob Plink and his talk when they traded for Root, he said, yeah, we had a great relationship with the Boston Wizards. Now think about it, right? The Boston Wizards and Lakers have been doing trades for a while now. The Russ deal and stuff like that. Now you do the Rui. You know, you had a Troy Brown and Thomas Bryant. They all play for the Wizards. There's not much or GMs that like Lakers. That's going to be a problem, John. There's not much GMs that like the Lakers, and they don't want to help them win. They're like, Lakers are honestly like the Dallas Cowboys of the NFL. No one wants to help us win. They don't. And so it makes it harder. And if, you, if you're seeing a pattern, the last couple of trades, look it. You get Russ from what? The Washington Wizards. You get Rui from the Washington Wizards. The outside trade was Patrick Beverly from the Timberwolves. And honestly, I think we lost the trade. That's just personally my opinion. Maybe he has been playing a lot better. Let's be honest. Been playing way better. But let's not forget, Patrick Beverly looked unplayable for the longest in the beginning. He, he looked unplayable. 
Yeah, absolutely. I watch his podcast and he says, you know, it takes me a while to get under my legs, like the first two months. That's what he's saying in his podcast. So I'm like, yeah, maybe it's true because he has been playing a little bit better. But those two months, they they wanted you out of here. They didn't want you ever playing again. So maybe he's he's bringing up his trade value. That's what we love to see. He's bringing up that trade value. So, yeah, um, I mean, yo, man, if the Wizards love us so much, just send Bradley Beal over. Just, just. <laughs> Just send Bradley Beal over. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> no, just, I, I totally schools. agree with you, man. I think the Lakers are in a, a rock in a hard place, man. They don't have many places to go. Yeah. Don't have much trade assets. Uh, but if you do, if like, but you have to do something. That's all I'm saying. Like, I just, w- I would be very upset as a Lakers fan if they stand pat. If February 9th comes around and this team is the exact same. Like, if Rui better not be the last move. That's all I'm saying. That's well, all I'm they need I want to. I won't get too disappointed if they don't make a move, John, because buyout market, buyout season is legit. Because yeah. a lot, buy, bro, Lakers lived off the buyout because that's all they could really afford. You get what I'm trying to say? I don't know. I'm. I think they got a Demarcus Cousins off a of buyout. They got. They get some players off buyouts. You get what I'm trying to say? So they can get some players that like weren't tradable, and they're like, yeah, just get off the team and Lakers sign them. Like they can. They can live off the buyout. So watch out for the buyout. See, and we just need. We just. We just. We just need some. 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 Real shooters on that team, man. That's all. That's all the Lakers really need. So, all right, my boy. Let's go ahead and keep it pushing. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, that's just common. They they need to trade. Yeah, okay, that's pretty clear. There's yo. Listen, but let me just say this one thing, right? There was a thing where the, the Dallas Mavericks said no to uh, Jalen Brunson four year, fifty plus million dollars. I bet they're looking back at that and be like, why did we do that? That's so dumb. Okay, l- okay, ho- real quick. What's dumber, letting Jalen Brunson go or the or the Rudy Gobert trade with the with the, the Rudy Gobert trade? Yeah. That, that, but man, that that Mavs trade, like, that's crazy because I really do believe that like Jalen Brunson is the exact answer what they need this year. Yeah, literally, like literally, like, literally yeah. what they need this year. It's, and I think that yeah. if Jalen Brunson was on that team, they'd be a, maybe a top yeah. four, top four seed. Literally, they 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 brought in Kemba Walker. That's how you know they screwed up. And now Kemba let Walker, him go. Yeah, literally. Oh man, that is hilarious, dog. That is hilarious. Yeah. And um, that's crazy because Jalen Brunson literally would have helped Luca right now in this in this time where he's yeah you know, exactly yeah for sure. Been, all right, man. But next one, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. What are you thinking? Stay sellers, buyers. <sighs> Memphis is weird to me because they play good, but all the time like they know how to play with their unit. But I think they need a superstar. Do they have a superstar? Do you consider? I think Jaws a superstar. He's on his way. Yeah, but I think they need another star. I don't think they have two stars in their team. They have they have that. Their role players are all-star role players, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I call them. But they, they don't have that second guy with him. Bane, inconsistent. Like, before he got injured, he was balling. He's still balling, but he he slowed down, right? Darren Jackson Jr., I just don't think he'll ever be that dude. I don't. I really don't. And then Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks sucks to me. I I, I hate Dylan Brooks. I don't care what anybody says. I really just hate that dude. He talks to, he talks so much trash for a player that just Hasn't inefficient. <laughs> literally inefficient. He keeps talking to the Warriors, but Warriors just keep – Warriors will have one of their worst seasons, but they will always beat Memphis no matter what. Yeah, they own Memphis. They Literally. own Memphis. So Memphis is weird to me. I think they stay still, but I honestly think if they don't do nothing this year, they have to trade for a superstar. And if that's either giving you a package of Bane, you have to sacrifice Bane. I, I honestly think you do. Either Bane or Jaron Jackson Jr., you have to trade one of them to get a superstar player on your team to team up with Jaw because they have all the pieces. They have a great head coach. They have the bench unit that they can – their bench unit – is awesome. And then they got the starting lineup with big man Steven Abs, but it's either going to have to be Bane 
or uh, Jared Jackson Jr. No one wants Dylan Brooks because he's useless and trash, but you got to trade one of them. So I think they stay still because they're number two of the seed and comfortable, but I do think they're going to need a move soon. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, ha- I have to stay, stay here on my notes as well, but I do have a little caveat that I think that if they don't make yeah, the like Western Conference Finals, uh, this season is going to be looked at as a failure because oh, now that's two seasons that I know like, you know, two seasons ago, oh, okay, wow, the Grizzlies are young. They caught everybody by surprise. Last year, oh, wow, the Grizzlies are good. The Grizzlies, but now it's expected. So now yeah. if, if they don't make a Western Conference Finals, it's a letdown. It's not a good season, and you need, yeah. it's, time, it's time to move on. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm right Listen, there with you. I know this is your segment. Can we talk about Portland real quick? Of course. Of course. Let's, let's go to let's Portland. Talk, let's talk about Portland because Portland's in a very interesting space right now. Dame Lillard's dropping 60, 50, 40 points, and they're, and they're winning games. And that's a problem to me right now. Because if Dame has to do that after you traded for Grant, after Simon's practically broke out and this team is still bad, they're 23 and 25. They're like 10 and 15 away. They're four and six in the last two. Yes, they won the last two games, but they need to be trade. They need to be a, a buyers. Yeah, buyers. They No, yeah, buyers. Yeah, they need to be buyers. They, they need to do something to approve this roster. You could tell Dame's getting frustrating, but it seems a little bit different. You know, typically when Dame gets frustrated, but he's like, I'm here to stay. I've watched the interview and it's like, I don't, I don't know are if he's going to, I don't, I don't know, John. So there it's either this, John, you trade Dame and build off Simons. Either that, because if you notice Simons plays way better without Dame, like Simons puts up good numbers, but without Dame, he's just the dude that Simons is that dude. Right. Or you try to make this big three work out. But after that, they don't have much options to sell. You have Josh Hart. Cool, right? Josh Hart, Justin Winslow, Nazir Little, Nurkic. Nurkic, oh, my goodness, he cannot stay on this. The dude's slow as hell. He's, he's running on freaking sand right now. So that's all you really have, John. But Gary Payton, why are you going to trade him? You just sign him to a deal. You get So they're in a very weird position. So it's either this, trade Dame, build off Simons, or just try to improve your roster by doing a little move and hoping you can finally figure it out and your bench unit plays good. That's it. And one thing I want to say before you talk, I I covered the Portland Trailblazers. The reason why this team's struggling, John, their starters are playing like 40 plus minutes a game, bro. They're tired. They're getting getting drawn to the ground. They're getting literally because their roster just isn't good enough, bro. And this is the NBA. You're playing 82 games, John. There's back-to-back. You have practice. You, NBA is your life. And so when you're pretty much playing 30, close to 40 minutes a game, it's not good. And, and, and they're doing this, and they're still not even in the play-in. You get what I'm trying to say? So their roster is Dame, Simon, Shaden, Sharp, Grant, Nurkic, Peyton, and Hart. After that, you it's a bunch of like, man, man. It's a bunch of it, – it is, it is. I love that. It's a bunch of man. Like, what, like what yeah. is that? And honestly, I'd I, I like the point that you bring up of, of going the buyer's route and, you know, helping Dame and helping Nurkic and helping Simons. But I actually went the other way. Honestly, I'm tired of seeing the Blazers be so mid. Okay. They were mid all throughout the whole Dame and CJ era. They were mid all throughout, really, since I've been watching basketball. They've just been an extremely mid team. They've never been bad enough to get first round picks. They had never been good enough to ever be like, oh, wow, they're, they're really title contenders. So honestly, in my opinion, I say the Blazers 
pick a dang direction and stop hanging out in no man's land. Like they are the definition of no man's land and have been for the past 10 years. So I say you just, you let Dame go. You already ruined this man's career. Dame has, it was at his peak and never really did anything because they, they never put a competitive roster around him. Nurk, like how you said, we've seen the best of my guy, Nurk. Nurk had his best years, 2019, 2020. I don't think we're going to see any, like, better from Nurk from here on forth. So I say you let go of Dame, and that is a boatload of, of, of trade value. You let go of Nurk, which is not as much as Dame, but you could also get a good amount of value for that, and you start building around that team with, with Simons. Because I agree, Simons is a, a problem when Dame's not out there because he doesn't have to defer to no one. You know, yeah. He doesn't have to defer to Dame and then – and he can take everything that Dame's taught him and his athleticism and, and everything that he's got and take it into, you know, do more with it. But honestly, yeah, the Blazers, I say you just – you either go one direction or the other. And in my opinion, they've been too long trying to go in the buy direction. It's never worked. Yeah. Go to sellers and rebuild this thing. And also, too, the grants are eligible to get, like, a max extension. Boy, if why you get we, a max, <laughs> why are we doing that? If I'm we're just, tripping if you get we're a just, max. We're just in a mediocre, why mediocre? Like, why are we doing that? And I want to say this if Dame gets traded, the Portland Trailblazers change the NBA forever. Forever. Because, man, can you imagine Dame on, a, on, on Dame on any team right now is crazy. Dame on the, let's just look at the teams. Dame on Pelicans, crazy. Dame on Clippers, Boy, Dame, crazy. Like, bro, Dame on, if you, you go to the East. Bro, imagine that's actually, Dame. Wait, that's actually crazy, but I didn't even think about it like that, bro. Dame on literally any team. Yeah. Dame on the Heat would be crazy for them. That would be bro. their guy. That would be, yo, we, we we broke down the play. Go get a bucket. Yeah, bro. Yo, imagine Dame on the Bucks. <laughs> they, hey, they, they, they win in the championship. Because, Drew, but, we hey, I'm going to be sick if Dame decided to come home and go to the Warriors. I'm going to cry. Oh, my, oh my I'm going to cry. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> Yo, so y'all comment down best trade destinations for Dame. And if we want to make a video on that, you know, yeah. this week, we could do that. That's a good video. That's a good yeah. video idea. But all right. Yeah. All right, my boy. Yeah, that we definitely had to get to that. Um, but all right, let's go ahead and get to uh, the Kings. Um, to me, it's like I mentioned earlier um, with, with – I forgot what team I was talking about earlier, but they're, they're just – it's clearly working, man. You just, yeah, don't, you just, don't do nothing with them. Just, just do, yeah. keep running what they got. Keep running. All right, let's keep it pushing. The Clippers. We got to trade. They got to trade. They got to trade, dude. For Dame, huh? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Clippers have been playing better. They're on a four-game win streak. They, they're on a four-game win streak. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, was, I, I thought Kawhi Leonard was done, but, John, Kawhi Leonard has been putting a stretch of games up with 30-plus points, and, you know, he's, 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 he's looking good. He's looking good. Paul George is back. He's healthy. But they got to trade John Wall. And the problem is with the Clippers, they're too talented. So they can – like, bro, listen, a Terrence man on the Lakers will be probably our, like – fifth best player Terrence man on the Clippers is like their seventh best man or you know what I'm saying like like their temp you could you really want to, like they can be you get what I'm trying to get at like Terrence man is could be so valuable on any other team you know the um, but so deep that he doesn't they're have so deep so what I would personally do I'm trading Robert Covington because he pretty much practically was out the rotation he's back in a little bit right you traded John Wall maybe you even trade a, a Luke Renard they have pieces maybe if you want to think about it trade Marcus Morris Get him off the team. Um, I think you keep Norman Powell. He's a poor, he's he's really good. But you have pieces. Trade a Marcus Morris. Anybody wants a shooter in Luke Kennard, John Wall, get him out of here. And Robert Covington. They have those are the pieces where they need to trade to improve their roster to make sure that they're a championship team and not just fake pretend they're a championship team. Excellent. Yeah, I'm right there with you. They are big time buyers because um 
with the way Kawhi and PG playing like this, I, and, and, and I've said this before, like I said this when I talk about the Lakers, I've said this when I talk about the Nets, like when you have two first ballot Hall of Famers, no doubt, like when you, when you right, with LeBron and AD, you have a chance for anything. KD and Kyrie, you have a chance for anything. Paul George and Kawhi playing at this level, because I mean, if we have Paul George and Kawhi playing at the level that, you know, Kawhi was playing earlier in the season, okay, then you really just got Paul George. But now you got Paul George and Kawhi, and I mean, bro, you, you, Honestly, it, it hurts my heart to even read these numbers off because I traded this man in fantasy because I just I needed to, I needed to do something. Are you reading Kawhi Leonard's numbers? Yeah, I'm gonna read Kawhi Leonard's numbers for 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 the month of January. Okay, look, look. 36 points, 29 points, 33 points, 30 points, 27 points, 29 points, 25 points, and 33 points. Bro, what is going on? Like he is, the, and he's playing. That's the crazy thing. He's not missing games. Yeah, he's playing. He missed one game. That's it. That's what I'm saying. And now. He's finding the rhythm. Him and Paul George last night when they got a big victory, through I believe they both had like 25 plus zero turnovers. So now you're telling me that the two great players are now on the same page. And we all we all know. I mean, like, uh, let's you know, let's not have recency bias. Bro, Kawhi and PG might be the best players in the league at two, just being the best two-way player. Like they will lock you up on the defensive end and then give you a bucket on the offensive end. Give you 30. Give you 30. Give you 30, as we just as we just seen. So, man, I think the Clippers need to take advantage of that window, just like how the Warriors need to take advantage of that window with Curry, just like the Lakers need to take advantage of the window with LeBron. You got to take advantage of that. Kawhi and PG playing like this. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to last, so you go for it. You go for it. Too many role players to not go for it. Yeah, no, for sure. I want to bring this topic up, too, so we can end it. Look how efficient he was, John. 9 for 12, 10 for 20, 10 for 20, 13 for 18, 10 for 18, 11 for 16, and 10 for 16, bro. That's so efficient. So efficient, bro. The dude went 9 for 12 and put 33 points up. That is crazy. Yeah, man. Shout out shout out Kawhi, man. He's been doing his thing, even though I let him go. That's crazy. All right. The Knicks. Fire sellers or, or stay or what do you think? Oh, the Knicks. I think they're going to be sellers. Um, but but not but not sellers in the sake of just like making a big move. I think they trade Cam Reddish, Evan Fournier. Um, I think they keep Derrick Rose, but they Cam Reddish got to be gone, Fournier got to be gone, and maybe Derrick Rose is gone. But I've been hearing rumors that Toppin might be gone. So Man. see, that's that that's crazy because I, I I hate when teams have you know are being selfish on players like that because bro, you added Derrick Rose to a championship team. Come on, man. That's a great bench player. Cam Reddish on, on any team, whether yeah. championship team or not, man, give him a chance. Let him let him go. Evan, Evan Fournier, shooter. Add him to the Lakers squad. Add him to any other team. Big time, big time um, player. So, yeah, I'm right there with you for that. The Bulls. The, the Bulls is interesting. I'm not going to lie. The Bulls is interesting because, honestly, like, they have such a good roster. They have such a good roster. Like, we, the way I describe the Bulls is the Bulls are the best, worst team in the league. Like when you when you look at their roster and you look and you look at them, like how are they not like contending for a championship? Besides the fact that they don't have a they 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 don't have a real true big out there, but every year they they're not you're not getting it done. And I think at this point, if you continue to run like this, you're just gonna run into a, a Portland situation where you just keep on being too mid, where I think, you're not bad enough to get that first round pick. I honestly think they stay through, but I tell you this though. A loose a loss to the they lost to the Hornets yesterday. <laughs> Losing to the Hornets is bad, my boy. That is and, bad. And not only did they lose to them, I think they got destroyed. But I'm like, I seen it on a Twitter. It was not close. I don't think. But uh, 
I don't think they do anything though. Yeah. The one move I do, they think they might give away Andre Drummond. Which I don't. I honestly don't know what happened to him. He was like a, a 2020 machine, and then yeah. the boy just kind of just fell off. Like I know he'd be singing and stuff, and like so I know maybe he was paying too much attention into that, but <laughs> he need to get back on the court and pay attention. Yeah, I I, I don't think they give up Lavina DeRozan, the Caruso. I don't think they give up none of their players. Vooch, I don't think either. So I think the only player they probably give uh, Drummond, but I think they stay put. Man, all right, keep it pushing. The Hawks. The Hawks gotta make they the Hawks gotta do something, dude. They hate each other in that locker room. Nobody yeah. likes the coach. People get yeah. people get into it. And another team that's not good enough to tank. I'm mean, too Con- good to tank. Yeah, John Collins got to go. Um, if you really want to talk about it, I get confused. Bogey or Boyan? I think maybe it's Bo- give up Boyan. Yeah, you give up one of him. Um, if you really want to trade Trey, man, <laughs> man. I mean, you could you could even trade bro, DeAndre Hunter. Um, they have pieces. They they have pieces. They can trade easily. They're, they're like they're, I feel like I feel like they're, they're they're like a Clippers. They got a lot of players. Yeah. That traded. You can trade Clint. Yeah, and he yeah. get a big value for. Yeah, so I think they're sellers. Um, all right, the Warriors. Uh, Warriors. I think they stay still. They stay still, man. I I to to be real with you, I I said stay still at first, but then I said buyers, man, because I just think that like I've been talking about throughout this whole time. You got to maximize the window of having a generational talent like Stephen Curry. So if that means Wiseman's got to go out the door, that means some of these young cats, except Jordan Poole, got to go out the door. Then you do it, dog. But because you got you got to maximize this window. Because I mean, you you you. I mean, shout out shout out Top Notch Top Notch channel, great channel. You made a video on the Warriors the, the other day. You talked about how this dynasty might be coming to an end, and it, it, it exactly it is it, it is coming to an end. So. When, when you look at it, you say, okay, well, how can we maximize this dynasty? And I think, to, to, to me, the way to maximize this is, bro, you get a team that really believes in Wiseman, and even if you got to give up Kaminga, you, you give that up for players who are going to help you win that another championship, man. Because if Curry gets another championship, while I – earlier in the episode, you started off with, you know, talking about that Curry and LeBron, you know, kind of the, the comparison. Yeah. I think LeBron blows Curry out the water. But now if Curry gets another championship – that's another, that's one more championship. LeBron conversations can start going a little more. You know what I'm saying? Some delusional Warriors fans could, could, could yeah. really try to rap, rap with that. But at the, at the end of the day, uh, my answer has got to be buyers because you got to do it. I feel like, I feel like they got everything they need. I think the reason why they're struggling is because Wiggins hasn't been the same Wiggins ever since he came back from injury. The starting lineup practically is not playing well. And also, I don't want to say this, John. They're like one of the worst fourth, like one of the worst fourth quarter clutch teams. I just made a video on it. I forgot what they are, but they're, they're bad. They're not clutch, which is crazy to me because you expect a team full of veterans that won championships that had a head coach that played for Jordan and coach Jordan. Like you expect them not to be like that, but they're practically really bad. Their bench actually has been playing pretty good. It's the starters right now. So hope, I don't think they don't really need much. I'm going to be honest with you. And I don't think they trade the young players because they know the future is coming to the end because Draymond Green, they're not going to be able to afford him. And I don't think, let's be honest, ever since he punched Jordan Poole, you could tell the team just hasn't been the same. And so I think they let go of Draymond. And now you're really just building off you're, – you're building off Jordan Poole, Wiggins, Kaminga, and Wiseman. So that's your future. Obviously, Steph Curry's going to play it out. I don't think he ever leaves Golden State. But 
You have questions with Clay too. I don't know what you really do with Clay. Clay is very mid to me, but Dre is out the door. I know that for sure. They can't. They just can't afford them. They extended Poole and Wiggins. So I think I think they stay still. Maybe they figure it out. Their championship team. I'm, I'm not gonna ever doubt them ever ever. They could be eighth seed and still win a championship. That's just who the Warriors are. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Last year I did not have them win. No one did. No one did. That's they the came crazy out thing. in there and just boom. <laughs> yeah, they just did it, man. So definitely shout out the Warriors. Uh, but let's keep it pushing. Get to the Wizards, my boy. Um, I think they gotta be. I think they gotta be sellers, but sellers to go and tank because what's the direction? Like, what's so, really what's the direction? The Wizards are the Wizards are just like I think they stay. Well, they gotta be sellers. They got to because they already are kind of selling in a sense. With Rui gone, but I think their main goal is thinking that Bradley Bill, Kyle Kuzma, uh, Porzingis could be their big three. I I honestly think that, and so the sellers are what going to be Daniel Gafford. I honestly like him, um, but who else though? Who wants anybody from this bum team? I don't think nobody wants anyone from this bum team. That's what I'm saying. Like they're in a tough situation to where yeah. I, I honestly don't see the direction. Like after that Rui trade, I was like. What are you doing? <laughs> Where yeah. are you going? With yo, yo, Kendrick Nunn has been balling, bro. Kendrick he's been Nunn, balling. Hey, he remember he remember how to hoop again. He remember you how to know hoop why? Because he's in Boston, not LA, John. He don't got that pressure. Yeah, he don't got that pressure. So yeah. he, he he not built for it. But all right, my boy. What about the Bucks? The Bucks can make a move. Think they can. Yeah, I think they can make a move. A little move though. Like these teams that they don't need to make a move. Like the Bucks don't need to make a move, but they should make a move. We don't really know. Yeah, like a bench play. I think they need like a nice little because Portis is out. Portis is out for two weeks. That's mm-hmm. that's a valuable piece right there. Um, maybe just a little little nice bench move. Nothing crazy. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely with you for that. Yeah, just a nice little bench move. Bolster up the bench. Um, but what about the Suns? They gotta be sellers, right? The Phoenix Suns. I don't think so, John. But look, man, look, DeAndre Aiden. He need a new home. He, he, he's not happy. But he ain't going nowhere, though. That's the problem, John. I think he only goes away in the offseason. I don't think they do him as a – like, that'll probably be the, the shock. I, I'll be shocked if they trade him throughout the regular season, even with everything that he's going through. But the reason why I'm not going to say they need to be sellers, John, Cam Johnson's back. Devin Booker's going to be back before you know it. Chris Paul's already back. This team was a number one seed and when everybody was healthy. So I don't think they really need to be sellers. To win a championship, they're not winning a championship. But the roster that they have – it's good enough to be a top four seed in the Eastern Conference. I mean, Western Conference easily. When they're all healthy, they're a really good team. Let's, let's, let's get, even if you hate the Phoenix Suns. So, and I want to say this without Devin Booker, they still remained a top seven seed, 25 and 25. So you got to give them credit for that. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so you, you think the Suns are going to go ahead and stay put throughout this? Yeah, because they wanted Rui or Kyle Kuzma and they failed to get that. Yeah. Yeah. But I do. I hope. I hope they figure out this whole Jay Crowder situation, though, because Jay Crowder is like, I think he's another one of those players. Yeah, he, like you add him to yeah. a championship team, and Bowie, like he's a hustler. He can shoot. You know what I'm saying? So they're asking for a first round pick or a rotational player and something else <laughs> for Jay Crowder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I man. seen. I seen what they seen what they want. Yeah, it came out the other day. I laugh at their face if they ask me first round pick for Jay Crowder. All right, this one I need help with. I honestly need help. I have question marks because I honestly don't know what to do with the Pacers. Because Pacers, bro, I told you, I told you what the Pacers should do. I don't know if they're gonna do it, but I think the Pacers need to be sellers, bro. Why are they? Why are they being good for? Why do they need to be good? Why? What's what? What comes out of them being good, John? It messes up their draft, right? Like, there's no need for them to be good. They're not going nowhere, so they could be a first-round elimination. 
okay, yeah, we made it for the we made it to the playoffs. Maybe um, uh, Rick Carl has job safe, but like going there, he already kind of knew his job was like to help this team, like go in that rebuild stage and build with them. But like, there's no need for them to be in the playoffs. They need to start losing more. Oh, so they so they need to sell sell these pieces so they could go get Victor or what? They need to sell Buddy. If you want to sell Miles Turner, you go do it. They need to get him off the roster. They they want to sell uh, Chris Duarte. He was a hot, he was a draft pick too. Surprise. So they got to They got it. They got to sell John. They got to sell. I don't. There's no. There's nothing helps them of making the playoffs. Come on, man. Come on. I need to see the Pacers do something, man. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've said this before. The Pacers aren't a real uh, playoff threat. If any uh, any playoff team would want to see them before anybody else. Yeah. All right. What about the Hornets? <laughs> they need to be, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. The Hornets can't even do nothing. Yeah. What just, What can they do? Yeah. Honestly. There's nothing they can do. I mean, they just signed Miles Bridges and called it there. And that's your move. Get Miles Bridges out of jail. <laughs> but all right, the Nets. No, nah, they can stay still. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, bro, the Nets can win championship with the roster they have right now. Kevin Durant comes back, they can win championship. I don't care what anybody says. K- KD and Kyrie are too talented. With Claxton stepping up like that, Ben Simmons is going to be a problem. Maybe try to trade Ben Simmons, but I just don't see that happening because the Brooklyn Nets are like, we know we lost this James Harden trade. So we know that, but we're not going to make it known that the league knows this. And so we're going to keep Ben Simmons as long as possible until like we just can't deal with him no more. Man, see, look. I definitely agree with all your all your points that you said about Kyrie and KD. If they're on the court, freaking you got a chance. Ben Simmons is gonna get played off the court like he does in every single playoff series. Nick Nick Claxton, look, I'll give it to you. He hasn't balling now. He has been you know stepping up huge. He should probably be on the uh, on the um, on one of the first team all defense teams. But with all most that improved being, too, most improved. Yeah, absolutely. Like he has a chance for all that. Well, with all that being said, I know the way that the playoffs work when the playoffs come around. And I, I just, I, in a seven-game series, I just cannot see the Brooklyn Nets being able to go up against a Philadelphia 76ers, a Brooklyn, uh, um, a Milwaukee Bucks. Even a slim, because the, the Celtics are kind of slim, even a slim Celtics team. Like, I, I, I don't see them being able to compete with them in a seven-game. I think Nick, Nick Claxton would get bullied, get played off the court. And we know how important it is and how vital it is to have a big on, in a, in, in, on the journey to the NBA championship. We know how important it is. And I just think that against the 76ers, he's getting ate up by Joel. Against the, the Bucks, the, the Bucks as a team is going to eat him up. They're just trees. I know, I know you don't feel my, my statement with Rob, but I think Rob is going to little boy him come, come playoffs. Well, okay, because it just came, just came up recently. They, you could trade a Seth Curry and you could trade a Joe Harris. Now you're trading that for a big. I would personally. Okay, I mean, so they could be sellers if you want. I mean, if I just feel like Joe Harris's value just sunk. I don't think Joe Harris is, is ever going to be the same. Seth Curry has. I think Seth Curry's going to have value because he's just Seth Curry. Like mm-hmm. Eddie Curry, that you have a Curry is your last name. Who's not going to want you, <laughs> man? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Joe Harris, I just feel like he's just not the same Joe Harris that knocked down Joe. Maybe yeah. he is. Maybe I just don't see it. Um, but he's not, he's not that, that, that three, you know, who they actually need to trade. They need to trade Cam Johnson. He's riding on that bench. And I don't like him. I don't like him. I like him. He said, he said, they asked him, why don't you never smile? He said, cause they ain't never, he said, they ain't shit to smile about. I said, bro, Cam Thomas. <laughs> he said that. 
Yeah, he said, because they ain't shit to smile about. I said, bro, you want a winning team? You in the NBA making millions? What you mean they ain't nothing to smile about? Playing basketball for a living? What you mean ain't nothing to smile about? Boy, a, 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 a boy done took care of his whole family. That's Nobody got to work no more. Yeah. I can't stand ungrateful people. But yeah, all right, my boy. Um, so Oklahoma City Thunder. Stay still. Stay still. I think they I think they probably like release a veteran on their team. They typically do that sometimes, and like a player would uh pick them up or a team will pick them up, but I'm right there with you. What about the Utah Jazz? You probably try Utah Jazz is weird because they're trying to build off Laurie Marketing and uh Walker Kessler, I believe that's his name. Those are two players untouchable, but if a Jordan Clarkson, you get offered first-round picks for Jordan Clarkson, he's out the door. You get first-round picks for Malik Beasley, he's going to be out the door. Um, Mike Conley, he could be out the door. They have players that you could trade over there. That yeah, they could be out the door. I think I think they're, they're, they're like the Clippers. Like They have a lot yeah. of pieces that they could trade, and they absolutely have to be sellers. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go all the way towards the, 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 the tanking direction. No. Nah. But you know, because you're, you're, I don't think they're they're bad enough to go for a Vic, to be honest with you. So no, they, but they definitely need to get some pieces to where maybe they could flip some of those first round picks they'll get to they get for Jordan Clarkson. And yeah, Trust. I agree. Keep going off a uh, Lloyd Marks. Trust Danny Ainge built that Utah Jazz team perfectly, man. He's loaded with draft capital. Has he has a star that you want to build around and Lori Market, and he has Walker Kessler. They got the pieces over there, dog. Facts, yeah. So the Jazz got to be sellers. Our last three teams here, my boy. Um, I think, in my opinion, they're all stays, but um, the Rockets. Yeah, trade Eric Gordon. That's about it. Yeah, Spurs. No, I don't. I you who you traded? <laughs> <laughs> and the Pistons. Yeah, uh, Burks and Noel could be some options. They could go somewhere. Okay. Yeah, Burks and Noel. Yep. All right, my boy. So then that is all 30 teams. Um, so I hope I hope the family out there, I hope y'all enjoyed uh, buyers, sellers, or stay segment. Um, you know, with the trade deadline coming up, we definitely wanted to get that out. And uh, let's see, maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll get right on some of these picks. But let's get to our last segment of the of the show here, my boy. That was fun field segment. But last one is winners and losers of the week. You know, this this one's fun to do. It just simply could be a team player organization, uh, someone who you think is a winner and someone who you think deserves the L for the week. You want to kick it uh, off for us? Yeah, Dallas Mavericks. Losers Dallas Mar- or what? The losers. The, 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 we, do I really got to say when they lost Luka, man? You lose Luka, you got to be a loser. I don't care if you win the game. Long term, you, you're a loser. Um, but you can talk about winners. I think the Clippers are a winner. And, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and go with the, the winners as a player. I'm going to – I got to go with LeBron. And I'm not even saying I'm a LeBron fan, but, like, yo, dog, what he's doing out there is – crazy man he made like, history he, he 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 made history but it's like when he was doing this with lebron out right i mean with ad out it's like okay well like you know who else is gonna do this so it's like all right lebron you better step up and like now you know ad came back bro he still had a dominant game against the spurs he almost had a triple double he had 20 Dude. points 11 assists and nine rebounds right and even <laughs> for the last 10 games 33 points per game nine rebounds eight assists on 31 percent from the field and fifth, I'm sorry, 31% from the three-point line and 50% from the field. So, I mean, I don't need I don't need a touch on this man, but he's 38. He's yeah. 30 freaking eight. Okay. <laughs> Crazy. And then my loser of the week gotta be Grizzlies and Desmond Bain. Um, uh, the Grizzlies, not only do they talk too much for a team that's done too little, um, but they also they're missing Desmond Bain. They need they need their 
their you know second star or third best star, however you want to look at it. And he's missed twenty plus games. He's missed twenty plus games. He's an L. They're an L. Um, they're on a four game losing streak. The L, that that's the losers of my week for me. Yep. So that's probably the longest episode we ever done, man. <laughs> but that is it, my my dogs. I uh, hope I hope the family enjoy the episode. Uh, as always, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Um, get at us, man, and uh, follow us TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. It is what it is, man. But uh, we'll see y'all, and I uh, hope y'all stay up. We out.